happy Thursday, sister friend. It is so good to be coming in to the mic today, and I am sharing the five red flags to be mindful of on your path to freedom. In eating disorder recovery and in the field and in this safe space, it's really important that we are learning all about disordered eating and our eating disorders. And as you navigate what works the best for you, it's also important to be on alert for those professionals or those folks out there that may not be fully aware of many of the things. And so while they may mean well, they are also giving you some bad recovery advice. And today I'm going to break down five red flags to be mindful of. When you're navigating following a professional or you're navigating a recovery coach or what that looks like for you in your journey right now, here are some five things just to be mindful of to armor you up and to prepare you and to propel your journey forward. I can't wait to share today's episode with you. Let's get started. Hey girl, welcome to the Her Best Self podcast. I'm Lindsay Nichol, former competitive figure skater and perfectionist, turn God-led imperfect boy mom and digital CEO. If you find yourself constantly thinking about food and wondering if you'll wake up one day free from the obsessive thoughts and behaviors controlling your life, then I've created this podcast for you because I know exactly what it's like to be a downright hot mess trapped in the destructive cycle of disordered eating. I finally found freedom and you can too, girlfriend. So if you're ready to heal your relationship with food and body and break the chains of control and show up in your best health, then grab your favorite Tarjay journal and let's get to it. So you can start living your best life as your best self. The truth is life is too short to spend it at war with yourself. And sister, life isn't meant to be easy, but it certainly is meant to be lived. And when you're out there searching for support and you realize that you have an unhealthy relationship with food, your body, yourself, it's really hard. Sometimes it's hard to navigate the first initial steps to take. Maybe you feel like you have been in this place all alone. You're conscious what other people are going to think of you. Maybe you've kind of landed into this conclusion that you actually need help and support. And so the world just seems so large and you seem so trapped. I've got some great news to share with you today. You're not alone and you weren't meant to do life alone. And that's where recovery coaching can be so very valuable for you. But I also want to talk about what we don't talk about. And that is professionals out there, even clinicians, people that have gone to school for this exact field that could be giving false advice or could have different views and perceptions. And it's so very important that you do your research and that you find somebody that can help support you throughout your recovery journey that is educated, that it has experience, and that certainly pertains directly to what you need as an individual. And while I have a disclaimer for my show, because I am not a clinical practitioner at all, I don't sit there and strive to be, I won't share with you that I pretend in any way to give you advice that you should be seeking from a doctor or a medical professional or a dietitian. But I will tell you over all of the years, I have worked in the eating disorder recovery space, and of course, and over all of the years that I myself struggled and recovered from anorexia, 
I feel like I've got some stuff underneath my skin to be able to show up to you with tough skin and love and give you some encouragement. I have coached so many women, so many women that I've actually seen have incredible results. And so because I feel that I am qualified to talk with you today about these red flags, I just want to share that you need to be mindful when you're looking for support in the eating disorder recovery community, and you need to make sure that the person that you're going to be working with or taking advice from is somebody that you can trust, somebody that you can partner with, that has your best interest. And while we may always believe that that is the positive intent and that is the case, I just want you to be mindful as you navigate this journey. And I want you to look out for some of the signs that may be sort of alarming or throw you off your track. And so today I'm sharing with you five red flags to be mindful of in your path to food freedom. There are so many professionals with so many different backgrounds and personal stories, and we all come from this place of our true core beliefs, our core values. And for me personally, when I was brought into recovery, when I knew that I needed to make a change in my life, I was invested in trying to find a care team and looking and searching for support that was going to make a difference in my life, that was actually going to help me recover from myself so that I wouldn't relapse, so that I wouldn't continue to go in and out of treatment, so that I wouldn't continue to struggle years and years and decades and decades. And if you have struggled for years and years and decades and decades, that is not to shame you. It's simply to say, maybe you don't know what you don't know yet. And maybe you've experienced some of these five red flags. And sister, today is a new day. It's your chance to make a positive change in your life. And whether that means working with me in my little sphere of the internet in my recovery coaching practice or another coach, I just want you to look out for these red flags because I truly think that maybe you've seen them. Maybe you've witnessed them yourself. Maybe you've even had someone share these things with you. And it's so important to be mindful when we are investing into a coach, or it's so important to be mindful that we want to make sure that the person that is supporting you is truly on the same page as you. Okay, so we are going to get started into some of the bad advice that I've personally experienced and have witnessed hearing stories about from my personal clients. Number one is just eat your meals. Yes, I actually worked with a professional that told me in my prior life, just to eat my meals. Why is it so hard? Just eat your meals and make sure you get in all your meals that we've discussed and yada, yada, yada. And while many dietitians are committed to your recovery, I have so many friends and so many professional acquaintances in the industry that truly spread so much love and blessing. Meal planning, which I have talked about in prior episodes, can be overwhelming. It can be super overwhelming for someone who's not even used to what normal food looks like. And so working with somebody that can work with you is so extremely important. Just eating your meals or telling you to just eat is not only triggering, but that person, that professional, whomever that source is that is talking that way clearly doesn't understand that eating disorders are not just about food. In fact, the longer and longer I coach the women that I do, 
the more this is validated. Eating disorders are really about hunger of control, hunger for emotions. They're really emotional hungers. And I don't think I've heard it any better than what Sandra Cohen says. Eating disorders are about craving love, feeling starved for affection, being ravenous for attention. These are some of the forms that our emotional hungers take, and you can probably think of so many others. Now they're expressed through how you relate to food. Yes, food is an essential part of life, even if you don't want it to be, right? But emotional food is even more important than the literal food you eat. Emotional food is love, affection, attention, having your needs listened to, respect for your feelings, and being recognized for your talents and the separate person that you are. And if you didn't have your emotional hungers fed to you properly as a child, then this impacts and affects all of your relationships, particularly when it comes around feelings of love and need. This is trauma. This is control. And sister friend, I couldn't agree more because I'm telling you, this is what eating disorders are. And when you have someone tell you that you just need to get your meals in, it really minimizes. It minimizes. My dietitian meant well, but it messed with my head. If only it was that easy. If only it was that easy. And the truth was, it was extremely triggering for me. And it would put me in a funk constantly. Number two is that weight restoration is recovery. And I've actually heard this recently. You just need to gain weight. Once you gain weight, you will be recovered from disordered eating and your eating disorder. And I don't know, but that is the worst advice. That is alert bad advice. Girl, recovery is reclaiming and recreating your truest self, completely independent from an eating disorder. That involves what I refer to as the triangle of truth. Your triangle of truth is so much more than weight. Your triangle of truth is so much more than the physical health of your body. It also is the mental state of your mind and the spiritual, the spiritual connection of your soul. And I truly believe that we have to look at this as a three-pronged approach. We have to look at this as this cord that is not easily broken. We have to look at this as this triangle of truth because the truth is that you can't just restore weight and be recovered. If you haven't dealt with the mind, you will go right back into that path. And maybe you've experienced that. And so I'm here to tell you that the importance in recovery and what I truly believe in practice, in my practice and from the bottom of my heart, is that this aligned perfect synergy of physical healing and emotional healing and spiritual healing and mental healing works together in perfect harmony. And yes, you can go and physically gain weight because you need to, or maybe, you know, your professionals in your life want to get you to a place of health. I love it. I'm all there for it. But just that by itself is not recovery. Okay. So wanted to clarify that. And number three of the five red flags to be mindful of is when someone tells you it's just not that hard. You're making this too hard. It's really actually easy. Sister, life isn't meant to be easy. It's meant to be lived. And the question that I have for you today is, are you living? Are you truly living? 
Because anything worth doing is gonna be hard. Anything worth doing is gonna be a trek and a journey and an experience. But on this path to recovery, you suffering through the hardest thing is going to make you the strongest soul. I promise. And so if somebody tells you that it's not that hard, I just want you to remember that that is not true. That is not true. And maybe that's their truth, but that doesn't have to be put on as your truth. In fact, looking back, breathing for me was freaking hard and eating was a nightmare and weight gain was terrifying for my mind. And when we minimize, we lose human connection and we need to stop minimizing. And for those who might be recovered for a long time or in the professional space, they just want to shake clients. They want to be like, you can do this. It's not that hard. Why aren't you applying what I'm telling you to do? And why aren't you doing this? But what good is that causing? We need to show up as the best version of ourselves so that we can help you become the best version of yourself. And that's the truth. And so looking back, everything was hard. And it's going to be hard and no one should be telling you it's not because that's false. It's simply not true. Anything worth having is going to take effort. And each person's journey has a ride of its own. Okay. Number four is you should wait until you're fully ready to recover. I just can't help you. And I've heard this multiple times. I've actually had women come to me and be like, I just don't know if I'm completely ready for this, but I listen to your show and I love everything you talk about. And I see myself in you and I hear your voice and it's just so compelling. I know I need to reach out and I want to work with you and I'm there for it. I'm there for it. And sister, if that's you, I want to hear from you. Send me an email, info at lindsaynickel.com. I check my emails personally because I believe in every single client that comes into my inbox was sent to me and I'm called to help you. So whether that is to provide a resource for you, chat and hear about your story, whatever that looks like, have you as a client, I would adore hearing from you. But what I want to go into detail here is that you simply will never be fully ready. I mean, think about it. When you were a kid and your parents put you on a bike, were you fully ready to like take the training wheels off? Maybe you thought you kind of were, but then once you get on the bike, you're like, I don't think I'm ready. Like it's, that's how recovery is. Nobody just is signing up to go on a joy ride, right? That seems hard. Nobody is doing that. You don't have to be fully ready. You're never going to be fully ready, but you can face everything and recover. I heard that the other day, because whenever I think about fear, I talk about false evidence appearing real, but I also like face everything and recover. It's true. You can make a choice. You can make a choice. Feeling ready is a feeling, right? And that's linked to a thought and that's linked to emotions and that changes our outcomes in our life. If you wait until you're ready to do something, will you really ever do it? That's the question. But if you face it anyways, and you go, I simply am tired of being here, which means I have to do something different to get there, then maybe I don't need to be ready. I just need to be willing. Maybe I don't need to be 100% ready. I just need to be okay in surrendering that I don't know what tomorrow brings, but I know tomorrow can be better than today, and I'm for it. So sister, if that's you, if you've heard this 
common theme around you have to be fully ready to sign up for help and support, that's not true. It's simply false. And no one raises their hand for pain, but there is such a larger purpose when you can put yourself in the place to navigate forward. Stop staying here. Do something different today that's going to get you over there. If you hate here, then isn't that enough evidence that here is not working? And then number five of our five red flags to be mindful of when you're listening to bad recovery advice is you can do this alone is part of this, or you have to go into a treatment facility. Now, again, I won't pretend to be clinical. There are plenty of reasons why it is beneficial to go into an inpatient or residential treatment facility. One being your physical health, you need to have tube feeding, or maybe there's refeeding, or all of these different things in eating disorder recovery, depending upon where you are on the spectrum of this. It can be very beneficial. For many people, it can be very beneficial. But the thought is, I've actually had clients come to me and say, I cannot get into a residential treatment facility. I cannot get into an inpatient facility. And I've done outpatient work here and there. And I just keep popping around all over the place. Like, could you potentially help me? The value of a recovery coach is that we get to work with collaboration from care teams. And eating disorders, they're so complex. They're so multifaceted. You simply cannot do this alone. You weren't meant to do this alone. And it's important to have those that are there for you, that are cheering you on. I'm telling you right now, there is no way I could be here today if it weren't for a support system. Because your mind has so much power, right? Think about how you got here in the first place. Your mind has so much power and eating disorder grips and controls and manipulates this false sense And so if you literally are waiting to be ready or you're literally waiting to figure out if you can figure this out by yourself, or maybe you feel like there's only one other way that you've been told about and that's to go into residential or inpatient facility, that is simply, in my personal opinion, not what worked for me and it's not truth. And so there's very many other avenues that you can look into and I highly encourage you to get educated on those. What I love about being a coach is that I can become a trusted person in my client's team. And I have some clients that they just work with me personally. I have other clients who I work with their dietitian and their therapist and their psychologist. And I just have so many different layers of care partnerships and collaborations that I enjoy being a part of to help a holistic view of your health journey. And so it doesn't have to be black and white. You weren't meant to do this alone. And if someone tells you that you can just do this by yourself, like figure it out and get over it and move on, that is the worst recovery advice. It's important to find collaboration. It's important to get accountability because there's going to be days, sis, when you're not motivated and you need someone to literally tap you on the behind and go, No, we're not doing this again. I'm not doing this with you again. And in fact, in personalized recovery coaching with me, I have one-on-one support where I actually talk to my clients daily and work through certain things. 
And if you're in one of those days where you're alone and isolated, because that's what this disease does, right? And you're in that need to be heard and to be seen, and you just feel so ashamed and unheard. This is what is so cool about recovery coaching and the support and the accountability. When you can work together in partnership and have a person that you can trust that has your back and is your cheerleader and your ally that is literally there at the finish line saying like, you have got this and I'm here to be your backup. I'm here to push you along. This is what you want to achieve. This is the goal that you are in the game for. And I'm not gonna let you fail. I'm gonna partner alongside with you. Granted, no one else can save you but you. But I'm telling you right now, alignment and understanding of your needs is so very important when it comes to treatment. And there isn't a one size fits all. In fact, personally, I would recommend, and again, not giving bad recovery advice, trying to give the best advice that this is my show, this is my platform, I'm allowed to share what I want, right? And so I would recommend that you definitely get educated on what makes sense for you. And it's also the times of the virtual era. And there's so many different possibilities out there. And that's why recovery coaching, I feel like, has changed the game. Because in coaching, you work on current state. We're not unraveling all of these traumas. We're not going into all of that. We're looking at current state so that you can feel heard, so that you can feel understood, so that you can feel accepted, so that you can feel held, so that you can get on track to your path to freedom, and making sure that this is something that you are ready to explore. And maybe you're not 100% there yet, and maybe you're not 100% ready to sign up, but I'm telling you, sis, what in the world are you going to accomplish by staying here in this place, staying stuck? But if you're looking for support and you feel like there's not that many options available to you, that's why it's so important to just get educated about what is available and to have that mindfulness around the different options that are available. Because there's different ways of support. There's different levels of care. And my personal experience, I started with a therapist. I also had a coach and a support group coach and an outpatient care team that I worked with daily. And for me, that was the best accountability when my whole care team, along with my medical doctor, and my dietitian were a part of all of this together. And so for me, it was trying out who those professional folks were. I had multiple different therapists that I worked with and some I didn't align with and others I did. And some coaches I didn't align with and coaching wasn't like this huge thing, but some I did. And some support groups I didn't align with and some I did. And it's okay, this is your journey. This is your recovery. Your recovery is important and it shouldn't be taken lightly. And there's no one size fits all. And if somebody is telling you that, that's false. Stop Googling and doing your research and find a support team. Yes, you can Google for a support team, but stop Googling trying to be your own clinician or your own therapist or your own coach or your own dietitian. I really encourage you to get some help that can provide the best level of care for you. You're your best investment. You are the only you you've got. No one else can save you but you. But I also want to go back into the reason why I created today's episode, and that was that I want you to be mindful of these red flags 
and you weren't created to do this life alone. And you might go out there and experience different professionals and you might realize that some work for you and some don't. And you also weren't created to do a life with everyone. And that's okay. That's okay. Find someone who speaks your values. Find someone who understands your pain. Find someone who has walked in your shoes. Find someone you can trust, someone who can hold your hand, someone who's not gonna deal with your crap. And find someone who can greet you with a smile and that you are provided that attention that you deserve. And I just encourage you today, if you're experiencing with someone that you're working with, or maybe lately you're just like, I'm trying to get a professional in this space, but I just feel like I don't know what to believe or where to go. I want you to be mindful. These five red flags are super real and they're super false. And so the bad advice we covered today, number one, just recapping here, just eat your meals. If you eat your meals, you'll be good. Simply false. Number two, weight restoration is recovery. Recovery is three, if not more, triangular truths, okay? Physical, mental, spiritual, and you can throw an emotional to that as well. Number three, it's not that hard. To a sufferer, this is the hardest thing. To a warrior at the end of this journey, and when you get to the side of freedom, you're gonna be like, you know what? That was the hardest freaking thing I did in my life, and yet I'm the most empowered I've ever been. Nothing worth having comes easy. So if someone tells you it's not that hard, it's not true. Number four, you should wait until you're fully ready to put in the work to recover. That's a load of you know what too. Okay, you don't have to be completely on board. You just have to trust the process. And if you want to learn how to trust the process, go back to Monday's episode because that will get very nitty gritty into the number one thing that you need to do in order to trust the process of your recovery journey. And number five is you can't do this alone or there's only certain levels or ways that you can find care and support. That is simply also bad advice. Today, I just want you to know that I see you, friend, and I love you, and I'm not everyone's coach, and that's cool too, but if you feel like I'm your girl, if you feel like when you come to the show, you're welcomed with open arms, and I see you, and if you feel like this is a safe zone for you, then I encourage you to reach out to my team. You can go to info at lindsaynickel.com. You can also pop over to the website fill out the client application and you'll be one step ahead. I'll contact you within 24 hours to get on the books, to set up a free consult, just to chat about your story and what I can do to support you. Your recovery is important and it really shouldn't be taken lightly. And I want to alert you to the five red flags that you need to watch out for. All right, sis, I hope you have a glorious weekend. I hope it's nice and sunny where you are and you are enjoying the last little bit of soaking up these summer vibes. And I will talk to you on Monday. Bye for now. See you soon. Oh, friend, thank you so much for letting me share what was on my heart today. My hope for this podcast is to help more women find freedom from food and body. If this has empowered or blessed you, let me know. I'd be honored for your rating and review of my show, and I'd love to connect with you in my private Facebook community. You really can move from perfection to purpose. Let's break the chains together. I'll help navigate the way. Until next time, bye for now, girl.